Busting the Pack podcast. From the opening centre bounce, like Brody Grundy's deft ruck work, unleashing a rampaging Jordan to goey on the burst with the goals in sight. We want this production to be a platform for all members of the WA Magpies Supporters Club and passionate Collingwood Football Club fans in general. This is the place to share your personal black and white army stories. So, whether you are a local Perth supporter, have just started out, or have loyally barracked for the Mighty Pies all your life, we want you to feel a sense of ownership in the podcast and welcome any contributions and suggestions by emailing bustingthepack at gmail.com. Each Busting the Pack episode is released via the WA Magpies Facebook and web pages Wednesday afternoon at 5pm Deadline for all submissions is each Monday at 5pm In this episode, the New York Magpies are introduced with a special guest interview I review the Anzac Day game between Collingwood and Essendon and entry details for a best story competition with prizes kindly sponsored by Jim's Pool Care. Go Pies! American Pies! Did you know that in the United States of America, they play Australian rules football in a league called the USAFL? One of those teams is called the New York Magpies. Established in 1998, American expatriate and then club historian of the Collingwood Football Club, Richard Stremsky, furnished the fledgling club with footballs and guernseys and have been an affiliate of Collingwood ever since. With the Lady Pies, later established in 2008, between the men and women, the New York Magpies has 64 teams and about half of the players are Australian. They have tasted success too. The men's Division 1 team won the USAFL National Championships Grand Finals in 2010 and 2014. The Lady Pies are New York's first ever women's Australian rules football team. With numbers growing exponentially since the team's establishment, in their inaugural season, the women Magpies received significant recognition with eight players selected to travel to Australia to represent the US in competition. Their home ground is Tibbetts Brook Park. This week I am interviewing a player who used to live in Perth, Western Australia. He is also an actor, singer, director and producer in New York. He is a founding co-artistic director and executive producer of the inaugural Australian Theatre Festival in New York City. Welcome to the Busting the Pack podcast, Connor Delves. 
Hi guys, thanks for having me. I did, yeah. So growing up, sport was a massive part of the way that I lived my life. My parents were professional athletes in their day. Mum was a triathlete, dad was a mountain biker. And my brother and I were both brought up on the idea that sport was a part of the way we lived our lives. So footy was a massive part of that for me. I mean, for as long as I can remember, I've played football, you know, certainly in junior school. And then when I went to Hale School in Perth, um, it was a big part of the culture there. And competitively playing is a big part of the way that many people in Australia and indeed Perth live. Um, So footy being an Eagles supporter in Perth, particularly in a big football state, was a massive part of my life. And I loved it. Loved that being part of it. And as well as football, I did um, athletics, a pretty keen runner and swimming and cricket. I mean, anything I could get my hands on, triathlon, of course, and and riding. Um, And it was just a part of the way I lived my life. I mean, footy played an integral part of that because it's kind of the showpiece or centre piece for sport in Western Australia. But I loved all sports. And it's just how you live for a lot of young people um, in Australia. And I think that's a fantastic thing. So before I moved to the US, I'd played at school level. I'd played for East Perth and and club level as well. And um, it's something that I I loved deeply and was keen to continue once I moved uh, over to to New York. What is your favourite position when playing Australian rules? I'm probably a wingman by nature, I would say. I'd say if I was playing back home, I'd be on the wing or the forward flank. Um, it's I love playing that position. It has a little bit more freedom in terms of um, uh, running than perhaps an inside midfielder would. Um, now, when I play for the New York Magpies, I, I do sometimes play a rover or, or a midfielder kind of role, but um, between there and the wing, I love playing on the wing for the space that you can get. Um, being a runner uh, and using speed is something that I enjoy doing, so... I do enjoy being being in the guts and delivering the ball <laughs> into the Ford 50 is something I enjoy doing. Why did you join the New York Magpies to play Australian rules in the USAFL? Yeah, so the first few years that I moved here, um, I came here as I'm an actor and I came here to go to drama school and um, the first few years while at drama school, you're not allowed to play sport for, for injury reasons and um, I really missed the connection that... Um, playing on a part of a team and particularly an Australian team um, and, and kicking the footy um, that you, do, you don't get in my industry. So um, after drama school, I was very, very keen to, to join the team and I'd heard about it and um, wasn't sure of the level, but we knew I could give it a fair crack. And um, to not only play football and have that competitive outlet in my life um, and continue kind of the, the athlete side of my brain, which perhaps was a bit neglected in my first few years here, certainly the main reason to join the club and the team was the mateship and the connections with Australian guys and um, and the women's team as well to have that Aussie spirit, to be honest, um, and have the connections that, that you miss having with your mates back home um, and being around Australians that aren't in my industry was a big positive for me as well and made it feel like home, not that I was just here for for study and work, that it actually made it feel more like a home, having the club and something to go to to switch switch uh, the work brain off and click into the competitive athlete mindset is um, fantastic. And then having a few frothies and <laughs> the social side of the club as well is something that's uh, been a massive positive for me. How long have you played for the New York Magpies? So I played for the New York Magpies for four years now. Um, three different nationals campaigns and uh, obviously last year we didn't have the opportunity to play uh, at all or travel but we, we still trained 
once uh, the initial surge of the pandemic was passed. So um, into year, I guess, year five now of playing for the club and um, really enjoy being a part of the leadership group here and um, continuing the club's growth and doing what I can to, to not only help the um, up-and-coming American and international players to learn the game and, and grow the game here, but also um, keep the Australian guys that we do have connected and um, make a competitive team. Because at the end of the day, I still want to win. <laughs> what is your fondest memory playing for the New York Magpies? Oh, there are some pretty amazing memories of the Magpies. I mean, some of my best times in the United States have been with the Pies. Um, now, certainly the off-field antics and um, activities are, are fairly strong, I would say. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the fondest memory for me, there's probably two that stick out and that I couldn't split. One is, without a doubt, the Nationals campaign in 2019 in Sarasota, Florida. Um, we went with no doubt an undemand or a, or a developing team, I suppose you could say. And I knew that playing in division one was going to be pretty tough, um, but we gave it a, actually a fair crack and came pretty close to some really, really strong teams in San Francisco and, um, and some others there. And uh, the spirit that we played with showed a return to the club that I joined when I first joined the club was quite strong uh, on field. So um, that spirit then translated into the uh, off field uh, celebrations and I don't think I've ever had a pool party as legendary as the 2019 Sarasota Nationals campaign. Um, I don't think I've ever had a hangover as legendary as well. So it, it was an unbelievable time and the group had bonded by then and there were a few of us that had been in the club for multiple years and we'd started to build um, a, a new mentality within the group and the connection was really strong after some players had, had left to go back to Australia in the previous few years. So that kind of connection and uh, reward at the end of the season after giving Nationals a fair crack, but also just being together for a few years now was an unbelievable time. Um, and, and another time is when we played at home in Yonkers, um, which is just north of New York City. It was absolutely bucketing down with rain, old school wet weather footy, and you know there's no grandstands or anything. So it was, uh, everyone was soaked and uh, it was a really tough game and to, to come out on top and beat Denver in the rain on our home deck and um, in wet weather footy and play well. It, it was an unbelievable feeling to kind of remember what it was like growing up playing wet weather footy or, f you know, when I played for Hale, playing against Scotch or Aquinas, these really good other private schools, these boys' private schools and having really genuine good team wins in terrible weather. Um, I mean, I, I love that. And playing in those kind of games is why you play the sport if not for the, uh, the beers after. Would you like to say anything to the audience of Busting the Pack before closing the interview? Yeah, I guess to the audience of uh, Busting the Pack, I'd just like to say that um, there's probably an illusion that you know people move to across the world, or certainly New York, and forget the uh, Aussie spirit or the, or the connection that we have with our country, and no doubt with football. And I, I just want to express how... The New York Magpies has been a big part of me keeping my Australian spirit alive. And for many of us here, there there is a really big community and it's a really strong, close-knit community. Um, we're all pretty good to each other and get around each other and you know have many events, but also do what we need to do to, to stay happy. And I think um, footy, if footy is not something that is uh, amiss over here, I mean, we love playing it. We 
we train it, we say the same things at training, we expect similar standards and, um, you know, people think that you move overseas and forget where you came from and I don't think that's true and the New York Magpies is, is an amazing club and resource for Australians moving over, over here, whether you're a, uh, excellent player or, or it's your just first time starting the game, we cater for all and everyone gets a go and, um, we still try to be competitive along with that. So I would say, you know, if you're coming over here or, you know, afraid of losing the Aussie connection and moving overseas, um, don't worry about that because it's certainly here, it's strong and, uh, you know, we all get up in the middle of the night to watch the footy and, um, you know, still support our team strongly and um, immerse ourselves in the culture here while still knowing that we're Australian and playing the sport and growing the game over here. So I would say uh, keep an eye out for the New York Magpies because uh, as soon as we're back to nationals, we're uh, looking forward to another premiership tilt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not retiring in, from footy at least until I get a flag. So I've lost two grannies in my life and uh, won't be losing a third. So, but, uh, you know, thanks for to you guys for paying a bit of attention to our club over here. You know, we, we love getting attention from Australian um, sporting networks and um, and getting the support that we need to grow the game over here. So thanks, guys. Anzac Day Game Review In front of a world record crowd of 78,113, the highest sporting stadium attendance since the pandemic, Collingwood and Essendon did not disappoint in the traditional blockbuster at the MCG on Anzac Day. In what was an arm wrestle for most of the game, the lead changed several times, with no more than 12 points the margin for most of the game. Indeed, by the final quarter, with Essendon holding a slender 5-point lead, a telling statistic of interest was that there was only 2 seconds differential between the two teams with who was leading for the game. Collingwood got off to a flyer, kicking the first three goals, and the black and white army was in full voice. With both teams only on one win out of five games for the 2021 season, the stakes were high. Anthony McDonald, Tipkin Wooty, AMT thereafter, got Essendon's first goal on the board with a chase-down tackle on Jack Magden, deep in the Pies' defensive half. AMT was a constant threat and finished the game with five goals straight. When clearing the ball from defence, too many times kick-ins missed their targets with lazy skill errors, contributing to an overall poor effective kick percentage for the Pies. They should know now, with the new rules, to run your full measure from the goal square and clear the wall of forwards who have set themselves up across half-back. That wall also intercepted half-kicks, as panic kicks had no penetration. If you are going to kick it, then kick it long to clear the congestion. Still Sidebottom was pinged for a deliberate out-of-bounds as he kicked the ball parallel to the boundary line in defence. But, because the ball went over the boundary, even though a Pies player was in the vicinity, it was deemed that insufficient effort was made to keep the ball in play. What's he supposed to do? And don't get me started on AMT's effort keeping the ball in play, even though it was clearly over the line and cost the Pies a goal, as he slotted another one from a tight angle. If a score results, should the video footage that lead to the goal be reviewed?
Both sponsored players for the WA Magpies, Brody Marchek and Trey Rusko, kick goals, with Marchek taking until the final quarter to register his first major after a searching lead and clunking a strong mark in one of the few times he was able to beat his opponent one-on-one. -on -one. Pies had taken the lead, but it would be for the last time. Darcy Cameron had been kicking set shot goals beautifully from 45 metres throughout the game, but the one that mattered as the Pies were making their last gasp surge was a sitter just outside the goal square on a slight angle, which he missed and kicked the point. It was a costly miss and reminded me of the days when Travis Cloak got the kicking yips around point-blank range but could nail them from 50 metres and beyond. Go figure. Jake Stringer was damaging for Essendon, beginning in the centre square with his bullocking work and then pushing into the forward line, where his presence was equally felt by the Pies defenders. Gee, we missed our own bull, Jordan the goey, busting the pack and lurking with intent in the forward line. Midfielders Scott Pendlebury, Jack Crisp and Josh Dacos kept trying at the centre bounces, but Grundy seemed to have trouble finding his runners in space with his tap ruck work. Rubbing salt into his wounds was his opposite number drifting down and kicking goals. A shining light for the Pies defence was a solid game by Isaac Quanar, who is not afraid to run and carry to break the lines through the midfield and has a raking kick that looks effortless. John Noble and the backline coaches take note. Noble has speed to burn, yet he is still not being utilised as an attacking defender and persists with barely the minimum 15 metre kicks that do nothing to advance the Pies' cause and just heap more pressure on his teammates. There is still no connection between the half-back line and the forwards and that must change quick smart. Darcy Parrish for Essendon had his own football picking up 42 disposals and kicking two goals. This was only the second time a player had amassed over 40 disposals in an Anzac Day game, with Pies legend Dane Swan accomplishing the rare feat in 2012. No surprises that Parrish would be awarded the Anzac medal with this best on ground performance. Final score, Essendon, 16 goals, 13, 109. Defeated Collingwood, 13 goals, 7 behinds, 85, a margin of 24 points. And another instalment of missed opportunities for the Pies, who now have the weight of the black and white world on them as they take on Gold Coast Suns in a must-win this Saturday at the MCG. Wake up, Pies! Are you having trouble getting that sparkle back into your pool? Jim's Pool Care can help out with any pool problem. Need done, Jim's the one. With just one call, Jim's Pool Care mobile pool shops will respond to any pool equipment problems. We can repair or replace all leading brands of pool equipment, such as pumps, chlorinators or automatic pool cleaners. So if you're thinking pools, think Jim's. Call 131546. Need it done, Jim's the one. Or Google Jim's Pool Care and book online. Eyes on the prize. Special thanks to Jim's Pool Care for kindly donating $50 gift vouchers. 
which are also valid for any of Jim's services. Now you have a feel for what the podcast is about, we are looking for your fondest memory as a Collingwood supporter. We want to hear your personal experiences as a passionate fan. Be creative, engaging, interesting, and keep your entry to 100 words or less. The winner will not only get a $50 gift voucher, they will also have their story reenacted in the You Had to Be There segment. Next week's episode features the story behind the intro theme song for the Busting the Pack podcast. Thanks for listening and get involved. This is your voice. Go Pies!